Exe Suzanne Bruce Smith is a spiritual medium, author, paranormal investigator, radio show host, speaker, Reiki practitioner, ordained minister, and energy reader. Exe is a natural born medium as well. In her first book, Welcome to My Paranormal Life, she talks about the growth of her gift combined with the otherworldly events that are going on. In her second book, When the Dead Come Calling, she goes into detail as never before about ghosts, spirits, shadow people, orbs, and vortices, as well as learning to take ownership of her gift. In her third book, The Essence of Death, actually talks about being a medium and how that helps and hinders her while on ghost investigations. This is some serious deja vu we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Exe, for joining us. Oh, um, you guys, you're so very welcome. Yeah. I This is wonderful for me because then I get to hang out again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, and that, I guess that is the added bonus because we had a really, really good time when you were here. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, and God, you know, it, it was like. I swear to God, for like a couple. I mean, I had to actually cope with that for a couple Aww. of days. It's no, and by it was all on me, right? Oh, it wasn't to, though. It was no. weather. I mean, I know, but the thing was, is I was so happy with the conversation we had. Oh, I, I know. genuinely thought we had a great time. Yes, we, and I was really happy. I was so excited towards it, and we were fucking at the end, man. We, we were, were like right we there were. at the end. And um, Amber was about to give the. I know. Cut. Yeah, like give I know. the cut. Yeah, I know. And... and we browned out. Yep, Boom. that's what happened. Yeah, so, well, my thing was about that was, like, I just, I had this, like, there's got to be a way to get it back still. <laughs> I was, like, I was in such denial for a couple of days, and then I finally accepted, like, okay, the system just failed on me. So, as we mentioned, I, I think on the Facebooks and all that stuff, and yeah. even on last the last show we did, um, I've since put put measures in place now so that will never happen again unless unless the house And there's no up. storm going over tonight. And there's no, no storm going over tonight. But for those who didn't see this on Facebook, yeah. I think it happened all for a good reason because Scott was like so angry. Oh yeah. He oh. was so angry. Yeah. Like he, he even I came downstairs at one point and he even said like tell me something to make me feel better about this. <laughs> and I'm like, "You know what? I got something because as we were sitting down here, we were we would never be down here that late. Scott was messing around trying to retrieve the show off the hard drive if yeah. it was there, and all of a sudden, behind us, the water in that drain there's, there's one of the, the, started coming up. The groundwater Ooh, drains right here because we're we are guys. in a basement. So no, it, it only came up a little bit, but um, it could have gone gotten to the gotten, carpet here. It could have gotten bad. What happened yeah. uh, from that aspect was I have you know you guys can see you guys can see down here we're down here talking. I have two sump pumps. I have a backup one. Uh, well, my one that was going, just the sensors are failing on it. So um, had, oh, I looked it over. I have, thankfully, I had a brand new one on standby. So I slapped that in there and everything's good as new. But yeah, that pump was not working properly. And when she was, we were looking at that, I threw the pump on manual and just, the water just went and sucked right down into the floor. So it was clear that there was a there was a sump pump issue. But that was Amber's point. Like we would never have been down here. Um, and I saw that. I'm like, something else is going to break tonight? What the hell? No, there was, was a the, good thing. that was the bright side. You know, that was the happy accident coincident of it all. Because if that would have happened right after we were done and we were saying goodbye and had gone upstairs. I would have been done. We'd have been upstairs. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that, was, you that was the weird thing. Because my plan that night, and this does lead into some interesting things about synchronicity and whatnot. Um, my plan that night was like we were going to record. Uh, hang out for a few minutes and then I was leaving like I was usually I, I I edit these shows down you know as soon as we're done 
uh, just to get it done. But that was one of those nights where I planned it. Like I was going to see my buddy's band play that night oh, after. Man. So I was going to hang out with you guys, um, finish that thing up, and then get on the road and head down to Hamtramck to see my friend's band play. So I was going to take off immediately, and I wasn't going to be down here, right? So everything changed, of course, because I was I forgot all that stuff because I was trying to save the show. Uh, and that's what kept me down here so late. So there is that weirdness, which did make me feel a bit better about good things. good because there was nothing that you did it was it was such a universal thing and i laughed because energy shit happens for me all the yeah, time it is sort yeah. of ironic so, that you were the one here when that for, happened yeah so for me it was like hey, okay you know it was it was no big deal but i still felt so bad for you because <laughs> what you just had nothing to do with you shook it to heart and that's what i felt bad about oh i know it was like Ugh. Whatever. Well, no, I mean, but, any, any work we do here, I mean, I consider it sacred. You I do. really do. You do a beautiful so, job. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that's honestly, there's things that we, I, there's tools I had to prevent that. And it's just here. Well, let me, let, let me just say this about this situation. Maybe this is one of the good things that came out of this thing. And I don't want to spend the next hour talking about the stupid show. <laughs> like this, but, but this is actually something very important. And I think it's another positive output of the situation that I should have just let go weeks ago <laughs> but one thing that happened after that was like I, I it was it was a moment of introspection i said okay oh. there could have been things i could have done for that situation to prevent that from happening i could have done that before the, i mean it could have been done a couple of years ago and i won't i'm gonna be totally honest and totally transparent i got lazy i got comfortable with just kind of just doing what we were doing it was mm-hmm. simple and i wasn't doing my 150 percent that i should be doing right so when this that situation happened with you guys, A, I was embarrassed as fuck. <laughs> uh, B, I was really mad. C, I was like, that shouldn't be happening. There's a reason for that. And that introspection I'm talking about was what I did look and say, you're, you're, you're dropping the ball here, dude. You need to get better here. You need to start doing a better job with what you do here. So that sent me down a path of, you know, making some arrangements here, trying new things with our little, you know, our little makeshift. It's nothing yeah. special. Um, it's maybe great. looking into buying new equipment for the show now too. And there maybe buy I may be buying a whole new rig for this thing. Uh, just getting tightening the bolts down and doing a better job. So it's great. I think yeah. that may have been one of the positive things here too. And I mean, I'm being totally honest. I told that to Amber too. I said I I'm not doing a good enough job here. I can do a better job. Um, and this kind of this kind of stuff shouldn't happen like this. So you know, I think maybe that was another positive output of that thing. So yeah, whatever. Well. And it's it's a huge time, and it's a huge time for lessons and everything that's going on in the universe. Yeah, we just uh, Venus just went retrograde, and it's a time of lessons in so many things of letting go, of learning, learn it now, let it go now, or it's coming back, and it comes back bigger every time it comes back. So congratulations, because you <laughs> let it go. So it's not coming back bigger because you did you, yeah. you within a couple of days for for me anyway from my take on it you were like I think the oh, next morning okay. i was like oh my god yeah and you know you can't do shit with it so you, no, you can't you just gotta let it go because then it affects other things yeah if you don't so congratulations it's cool <laughs> So, can we and t- I get to come back. <laughs> you did, and you did, and, and I can't thank I'm you enough back. for that. Steve's here also. He's yep. in the corner chilling. Uh, but thank you again for coming and joining us on this. Oh, uh, thank it's, you. I know it's, a, it's an investment of time, and um, 
Yeah, just to come back here and let, let and try to make this. Well, let's make this thing happen again. It was yeah. a lot of fun last time. Yeah. So, well, oh my God, it was. Yeah, I talked about that for days with Steve. Oh, <laughs> we had a great time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, well, I'm glad we're here to do it again. So, I mean, you know, it's funny. We t- you you talked about you know the, and this maybe this is something we can chat about for a second. Um, and you know, at least coming from me, um, this happens to me a lot. Like a situation like that. Not to go back to that, but this is something that it relates to something that I've been learning about myself. At least um, when something like that happens, something I would consider catastrophic happen. Well, any little problem, light bulb goes out, some little thing, whatever it might be. I'm always like just on it like glue, right? I have to resolve the issue immediately. I can't let it sit. Yeah. I know people that do that. Like, oh, I'll take care of that. In oh, a then they, days. Pi- like, they pile up. So. And, and they pile mm-hmm. up, right? That's kind of like my mentality. So that situation, for example, was one of those where I'm like, okay, this is a serious problem. This has to be fixed, right? And that's why I went into action. Um, it's something I've noticed that it's getting more intense with me nowadays. And I'm not, I'm not asking for advice or anything like that. But I'm wondering if, you know, if you've seen stuff like this with people you've worked with in the past. Right now... Everything's a little more intense, and it has become, about the last five, six months, really so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, after December 2nd, I think even Mercury goes out, because Mercury's now going to come in and chime in, retrograde, which, yay, that just turns it over. <laughs> Venus has got everybody upside down now, too. Yeah. But then Mercury does everything. Electronics, don't sign contracts, don't buy new phones, new computers, new programs. So after the second, and same with buying it for Christmas. Yeah. Don't, just don't wait. But it'll become a little more relaxed as after. you come toward oh. the end of the year. So shadow time is within five days after. So after December 7th, yeah. relax. Enjoy it. December 7th? Ride the holidays. Yeah, we remember that. I'm writing it down. Ride the holidays and have a really nice time. Um, because after the first... Everything's fresh and brand new. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's really going to be great. It's don't, you know, I'm not so sure about real estate, but, <laughs> um, cause it's doing its cyclical thing, yeah. you know? And, um, so I'm not giving advice. That's just me. Real don't estate. like freak out. Yeah. Don't freak out. Don't make sales or purchases based on me. Cause I'm not a professional. <laughs> I just play one on TV. Yeah. So, you know, things like that. But, yeah. but the emotions are going to calm down. And we thank goodness in time for the holidays because the alcohol consumption goes up. And if you've, <laughs> got, if you've got emotions with that, yeah, it's just a mess. And you hate that because this is friend time. This is family it's time. family time, and, yeah. You know, you get to teach all the kids all the lies of everything we knew. <laughs> <laughs> Which is wonderful. I love Christmas. I just do. I do. Everybody's all the Halloween freaks. And I'm like, it's great. I like Halloween. However, Christmas. I just like this time <laughs> of the year. I mean, when, you know, when I, I guess just, you know, October 1st, it seems like to me that date has always been, you know, the cutover. You know, that's like the, okay, last stretch of the year here. And all the craziness yeah. happens with the holidays. Cause then you got, you know, you have Halloween, Excuse me, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving, uh, of course, Christmas, and then New Year's. So yeah, it's like we're riding a rocket, isn't it? Well, yeah, and everything, everything just just orbits around all that. Everything you're doing, pretty much, 
is orbiting around these holidays. Uh, and I think that's what kind of adds, you know, puts that stress on people. Uh, you know, and you hear about, you hear all these crazy stories, people just kind yeah. of freaking out during the holidays. And I just tell people, you know what? Take the ego out of it. Take the in, the insanity out of it and just breathe. Yeah. Just keep breathing and know that it's, it's, it's all for a really good thing and fun. Look at the moment. I had a ski instructor tell me when I was like 12 years old. He took me on this huge hill out, mm. out west in Colorado. And I freaked out. I was like, what you take me on? What are you doing? <laughs> and he said, well, you're not down there. You're right here. Look at the foot in front of you. Don't look at the 150 to 300 feet in front of you because you're not there. So who cares about that? And I looked at him like he was Yoda and we hadn't invented, profound. We hadn't invented Yoda yet, you know? So yeah, it was very deep. And I've remembered that all this time. And that's what I tell people. What are you looking at? That's two weeks away. That's crap. Forget it. What are you doing right now? Freaking out. Why? Mm-hmm. At something that's that far away? That's stop. Just stop. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Okay. Now what are you doing right now? Well, you know, I got to write up this grocery list. Sweet. Yeah. Do that. Do what you got to do. You can even put that in on your tablet. You don't even have to go, you know? So just relax. I know it's one thing I, I been embracing the last couple of years, especially has been, because I've always been a just forward thinker. I and mean, that's something I've always been doing and controlling the future, doing anything I can myself. Yeah. And how's that work? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, you, you know, because know, I'm the sa- I'm Virgo. Yeah, yeah. So I'm all about that. Yeah. And it, it's exhausting. Yeah. And I'm tired of being exhausted. So well, let's just kind of sit back. It is. It, it's tiring. It, it stresses and, on you like yeah. that. Well, one of the you know one of the most profound things I heard. You know, it made me think about this. Um, Doug, the, the other the other host from the show, who joins in here and there. He was one of the, he, the guy that started the show. Um, we had a conversation years ago. It was like maybe 2002, really long time ago, uh, and it was just a downtime for me where we were we were him and I were talking one night, and I was just going through a real dark spot, and I was just kind of sitting there, just head down. And Doug said this thing to me, and I'll never forget it, and I still remind him that it was one of the coolest things I've ever heard come out of his mouth. Uh, He said, dude, what I want you to do is take this day right now and write it down, and write down all your feelings, how you feel right now, what's bothering you, what's stressing you out, all this crap in your life that's bothering you. Take that, put it somewhere safe, keep it somewhere safe, and find some way to remind yourself that on this day a year from now, I want you to look back at that and see how meaningless that stuff is, right? How we, you know, same idea. That's wonderful. And I did do that. I really did. I mean, I wrote the stuff down in front of him. We were just chatting, smoking cigarettes and talking and, you know, whatever, and wrote it down. I said, okay, I'm going to put this in an envelope, and I kept it in a drawer. And, um, yeah, it was amazing. It really was quite amazing to see how different things can, you know, how many things can change in just a year, right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, and it was like I was in a whole different mentality. My mind was a lot better. I was in a I was a much happier person. Just had to work through some stuff. That's what people have to do. Um, this idea of the long haul, I think it, I like. I think people that have aspirations and goals are it's a great thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the weird thing about that. I mean, because more or less what you're talking about is in the present here. 
I mean, do you acknowledge the future? I mean, is oh, there... Oh, hell yeah. I've got dreams and aspirations, and they're out there, and and I put them into the universe so that they know these are my dreams and aspirations. It's like putting a dream board together, you know, mm-hmm. everybody did that from Oprah for a while. You cut their <laughs> pictures out and, you yeah. know, yeah. glue-sticked everything together. Well, really, it was a great idea if you could do that. That kind of was like, that's a lot of work for me. Yeah. Because I could just verbalize it, and you put it out in the universe, and, and they hear it, and it's like, all right, this is what Xy wants, so let's work on that because she's going to work toward that. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, you know, and good or bad, mm-hmm. you put it out there. But it happens, and it happens in stages, though. I don't think people. I think some people, especially now, and I don't know if it's a generational thing or, or it very well could be a generational thing. I don't know. I don't want to be like those damn kids get off my yard type of thing, but. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, with the world we live in now, and even I feel this sometimes, I find my patience has been worn down a lot shorter than it used to be. The idea of instant gratification, um, everything just kind of comes to you. You want to know something? You know it. Steve wants to punch something in his phone right now. He, he can know it, right? Oh. Which to me is still fascinating. Yeah. It still blows my mind we can do stuff like that. Yeah. Because I, we all... Everybody in this little studio right now came from a place where that wasn't available to us. We didn't have those luxuries. Um, So I think that uh, some of the, all these instant things we can see with technology, especially it does transpose to this idea that I can have anything I want whenever I want as fast as I want. And that's the mentality I think where I think building something and putting something together and building a life for yourself and, and doing whatever it might be, that don't happen overnight. That takes years it if you're does. lucky. You know, it really, really does. And we were watching that with our son. He's 27, and he started work at 14. And we've watched him progress things yeah. step by step by step. He just started a, a new media company. Wow. And, and at 27, and he's got his business cards, and he helps people that don't know Instagram or Facebook and I'll do this for you. Like you businesses know? and stuff. That's great because I've seen, there's a lot oh of companies out there that have no idea how to utilize social media. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know, he gave me things for like Instagram, hashtags, use your yep. hashtags and, and simple things like hashtag the state you're in. Right. You know, and it's like, yeah. oh, so then you get the five million people that, that will go, see that. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. So just the little things and that slows things down. So it's, you know, meanwhile, I'm heating my coffee in the microwave. I'm over on my computer trying to think of these things, and I'm sending this stuff out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm uploading my grocery list to, to down the street, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's insane. Yeah. It's faster and faster. But it's what you do with it and how you do it because it's, it's all up to you. It's your path. It's your control. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you want out of it? What don't you want out of it? Is yeah. that too much? Is now I found out Costco will deliver my groceries. Oh, that's like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was on board with that, you know, and, and so, okay, save me time. Let's work smarter, not harder. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, for me, that's what that's about. I'm not getting lazier. I'm doing it smarter because then I can go off and do hopefully other things I enjoy. Well, yeah, and that's, I think that's kind of the idea. I think. When it comes to technology, I think that I, I'd like to think that the people behind a lot of this stuff, a lot of these brilliant minds were like, we could spend our time doing other cool stuff. 
you know, we could spend our time doing art and things like that. I like to believe that's what the idea was. You know, we can spend our time doing things we love to do, things yeah. we're passionate about. You know, I like, I, I'm passionate about my job. I like my job. I enjoy what I do. I like the people I work with. But I'm not passionate about it because yeah. it's just a job. You know, it's, just, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not who I am. At one time it was, I think. At one time in my life, my job was my life. It's, it was my identity. It was everything I did. Yeah. But not now. I've grown and I've, I've changed. And, and I, you know, I think that was for everybody. Yeah. Your first few jobs. Yeah. You know, and... and you're, it, you're proving yourself. I mean, yeah. I don't care who you are. You're proving yourself to yourself and to other people, too. Yeah, I think. it's like, damn it, I got this job. And it, you should be proud of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, so, it's totally. like, wow, this is cool, you know. And so you're working the ice machine at Frosty Freeze, but <laughs> you got the job. And that leads to the next one. And that yeah, leads yeah. to the next one. And so it's because mm-hmm. I did that. I started work about 13 years old, mm-hmm. you know, working at the tennis club. and um, Paper route. Yeah, 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 my brother's. Paper route. Yeah, yeah. It, it's great. It's responsibility is a part of life. No, and that's and that's so a good suck thing. It up. Yeah. yeah. But it takes years to build. You know, I and that's everything. A good example was just Saturday night um uh, a gentleman that I work with um invited us to his house. And we're both like we both have a have a have a love for classic gaming, you know, Pac-Man, Asteroids and cool stuff like that. So we nerd out. Well, at lunchtime, whenever we're in the hallways, we'll sit there and chat. Hey, did you hear about that new thing? <laughs> because we're both around the same age, and we like those old games and stuff like that. You haven't rolled your eyes, Amber. <laughs> no, no, I actually was you jealous like because yeah. Scott. Yeah, so. Oh. So this is sort of funny because Scott oh. was like, do you want to go? And I'm like, the last time I went to a work thing that he did, it was like, that's all they talked about was work stuff. And oh. I'm like, I don't yeah. want to do that again. So, uh-uh. And uh, I didn't realize the scope. Well, I didn't know either. I well, thought we were just because he said, hey, come by. I got some games in my house you can check out. Well, you know, we'll hang out. And a couple a of his other guys. It's a arcade. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I walked down there. And, Ooh. you know, and I mean, uh, you know, obviously undisclosed location. But um, yeah. <laughs> I walked down in his basement. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe a couple pinball games or something like that to show off. He literally, in his basement of his house... If, and I know you've been to it. You were an art, at an arcade in the 80s. I know we've all spent some time in, in, in those type of places. He literally, down to just the actual feel oh, of like the, with, with the music cranking, you know, with, you know, Van Halen and Def Leppard rocking Aww. in the background. And <laughs> just the lighting. He had the lighting set low so you could still see, but... You know, you didn't want to, you, you didn't want to didn't get the glare on the, the machines. machines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the guy just had dozens and dozens and dozens of wow. classic machines that he has taken and refurbished himself. Brilliant man. And the reason I mentioned that was I was, you know, I literally sensorily overloaded for a second. I started going, <laughs> holy shit, look at all this cool stuff to do. That's wonderful. Him and I had this conversation though. And I'm like, dude. This is amazing. You have built all this, you know, you put all this together yourself. And he's like, yeah, I started about 10 years ago. I wanted a Donkey Kong machine, so I found one, and this basement was empty then. Wow. And he's like, I've just been building and building since then. And he just gets machines, he, and he re, he's got a little shop on the side. He works in his shop with yeah. the circuit boards and stuff and does all that. And, uh... and I'm sitting there just like, I was more taken aback by just what he created this beautiful thing that like was literally a, an arcade. Like I just, it took me right back to my childhood. Oh my god! And 
That is sweet. But my, the whole point was just like, I'm like, dude, you built this. And I, me and him were talking about it. I'm like, this is so amazing. You spent all this time. You've been building and building on this piece by piece. And he's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just something I do. He, he, of course, he's very laid back about it because he owns it all. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I'm, I'm sitting there going, my God, just, you know, when you get that all at one time, you're like, this had, had to have taken years, which it did. Yeah. That's that, so cool. I mean, he has no, he needs to go out of the room and come back in as in, in the eyes of someone that's never seen it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and then just drink it in. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he just, he, he, he loves, I mean, you could tell he's just down there smiling and we're all, because we're all, I think he was, because there was a bunch of us down there, coworkers and stuff. Oh, that's neat. Just freaking out, Enjoying going, it. dude, and he's just kind of going, yeah, you like this? And I'm like, <laughs> do I like it? This is, I'm going to move in here. This is completely insane, man. See, uh, and then the mind of the horror writer, the gas starts to seep out of the pipes above you, you know, and he's taken off upstairs and locks the door and you all down. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. I, I really think the, there was just that what we're talking right into what we're talking about, this idea of building something. Yeah, it's a fascinating idea to me. Is it very supernatural? I'm sorry, it isn't. <laughs> Speaking of supernatural, though, oh, yeah. I right. we got to get into X's abilities. Yeah, I'm sorry. We spent like the last 25 minutes just talking about life. Has it been that fast? Oh, my God. Yeah. Got, that was the last time it was like two hours right it felt like 20 <laughs> minutes well yeah let's 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 move on to that we'll just we're, we'll blow the well, sideways out tonight i'm trying to remember back to last time when we were talking about stuff and i know scott you had a question about xe being a natural born medium versus well, I think, and yeah. you you started out with that well yeah you know i think what happened last time was i when i asked you was i think what came up <laughs> In the last show was there was a time where you just kind of realized you know you 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 realized that you had these abilities and that's what i think i was really interested in was well how did that you know where the how did that feel you know and how'd you deal with that i guess was you know no real and more i guess realizing that you were you know that you you were a medium realizing that all those times you thought wow i wonder if people can read my mind because what i'm thinking is not so cool or you know yeah thinking about the guy across the room as a as a 13 year old you know Mm -hmm. um it's true you can do that people can do that Mm -hmm. so yeah people can read your mind but i thought everybody else was just like me i didn't know any different i thought everybody knew what was going on in everybody else's houses on the block or in your neighborhood yeah yeah and they didn't my mother didn't and she'd take me around and we'd go for a walk and i'd tell her you know they had a big fight you know, and they'd kind of point at a house, and she'd be like, "What? Yeah, it wasn't good. They were they were yelling." She'd be like, "What?" <laughs> and I'd look at my mom like, "I know you have a big bigger vocabulary than that." So yeah. I didn't realize that what I was telling her was blowing her away, and that she'd confirm it later with the busier pre- people on the block. You know, and um, so yeah, I mean, it was always there, and I just always thought everybody else knew that I don't even know I mean I just thought everybody else knew everything that was going on and that was why I hated school I missed so much I went back in fourth grade because I was uh, we blamed it on asthma I faked sick so much because Mm. I I hated it Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be there because I could feel everybody's emotions because I'm an empath and I didn't know how to block I knew what everybody was thinking and they were all snotty and mean little kids and there were some but they were so smart you just left them think on their own it's like oh okay i'm not digging into that one again (laughs) yeah that was a little much and 
And I just started to stay home. And I'd miss 24, 25 days a year of school. Faking sick. Put ketchup and mustard in the toilet and stir it up. It just doesn't look wow. good. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you can That's get a, a good trick. You can get away with a lot. So I would do that. Yeah, and yeah. you would heat the thermometer up. Your mom would go out of the room. You'd have the, the little mercury thermometer. You'd put it over your bedside lamp. You put it by the light bulb. Oh. Make sure you didn't burn your. I burned my lip once. <laughs> oh, no. That was that was God getting back to me. That yeah. was what that was that was what my brother told me. He yeah, goes, yeah. "You little shit, that's good." And I was like, "Oh, maybe it was." You know, I was a little, and um, but whatever it took because I was different, and I knew then that I was different, and mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do with it. And this is in the early seventies, late sixties, yeah. early seventies when I was that little. And I didn't know what the hell to do with that. Nobody would have known what to do with that except lock me up, drug me, ridicule me. And so then I started to gain weight, um, trying to stuff food in my face so I didn't talk and tell anybody. And I grew my hair down to my butt and parted it in the middle and pushed it over my face so I didn't have to look at anybody. I knew everybody by their shoes. If they got new shoes, I was screwed. I had to look up. And how old were you at this time? Twelve. Twelve. And then my period started, which was like, I looked at my mom. I said, I don't have to do this long, right? Because this is sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it was awful. And then I saw my first spirit. He came out of my closet in the middle of the night after he'd shut my bedroom door. Totally isolated me for a reason. I didn't want me doing this. So this came all on at puberty then? Yep. Like, the yep. visuals aspect yeah, of that, it. Yeah, that visual aspect of it. I, I had every, I had the mediumship for birth, and then the visual aspect started at 12, and it really continued visual. I could hear a few things. Mm. Um, now, he, the hearing is getting much, much better because, like we just talked about, I put it in the universe, and I asked my spirit guide, I want this. Please bring me the hearing, yeah. the clairaudient part. I need it so I can help more. Yeah. And um, so she's, he now, as of two weeks ago, my spirit guide switched, which is a whole nother story. We can go there if you want, which was bizarre. Um, So, yeah, it was total isolation and him. And he was gargoyle-esque in a cloak. Okay. It was just awful and nasty. And he promised me everything I could ever want if I gave him what he needed wait now this is now i want to make sure i'm still on track with you now this is this is when you were 12 when i was 12 okay and my dad had already taught me and for a reason there is no such thing as a free lunch oh god and and i looked at him and i thought that i'm terrified and i'm in bed and i'm trying to think this through and the word god came into my head we weren't overly religious we were those people that came and took your seats at the holidays in church (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) hey that's where we sit all the time and so I said the word God out loud, and it shuddered and backed up, and I thought, I like that. I like that a lot. So I said it again, and it went all the way back into the closet, disappeared. That gave me freedom to turn my bedside light on, and I leaped out of bed, opened my bedroom door, which I knew he'd shut because that's what woke me up, the click, just that little click. Mm-hmm. And um, I went right to the closet. And I smelled. I looked for feet prints in the carpet. I looked for hair. For some reason, I thought he might werewolf out on me or something. (laughs) You know? Because that was one of my favorite. He and Frankenstein and vampire, you know. Um, 
that was all in the 60s, all those 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 afternoon, Saturday afternoon horror movies. They were so great. And um, They still are. Oh, God, I loved all those. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing. There was nothing to suggest anything had been there, so nobody would believe me. And I knew that. I just knew that, so I wrote. And that's where my books came from, from the journals I started at 12 years old. I journaled for 42 years. Because that's how your first chapter opens. I remember reading yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And that's... I didn't tell anybody. I told Steve once I realized we were getting serious and that he was going to propose, I thought he should know that I could talk to dead people. And how'd, well, Yeah, how does that? How did he take that? <laughs> he thought, well, I started slow because I, I started to realize I knew that the phone was going to ring. Yeah. It, it was a house phone, so yeah. you, I could feel the electricity mm-hmm. coming down the side of the house. And I, 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 I'd look, and I was like, what the hell? Why am I feeling that? And then, ring. Oh, mm-hmm. I have a new trick. <laughs> so then it was do, I, I, like a month. I made sure that I really knew. And then all of a sudden, I knew who was going to be calling. So really, it, had, it evolved and evolved again. So then the one day I looked at him, he was in the dining room i'm in the kitchen because it's a u-shape so like it's not like an island i can't just go around it and go answer the phone i said hey you're there answer the phone besides it's your mother and he slowly <laughs> turned and looked at me and he goes this is a good parlor trick you got going here <laughs> i was like okay well there's step one so step two will come later we'll talk more you know and mm. and then things just started to happen a good friend of ours had a massive stroke she was really young our son was two or three, and they just were enamored with each other. And she just she'd kiss him up, and he loved it. She she had a massive stroke. She was in the hospital, and mm-hmm. I'd gone to see her, and I knew, I came, I went, I I busted my way into ICU. I will never, I promise, never do this again. I lied. I said this is my sister. They let me in. I walk in there, there's our friends, and they're grieving children, and I'm like, I am so in the wrong place, and yeah. this is none of my business, and I felt like a total idiot. And I looked at her, and I'm like, there is nobody in that body. Mm. I couldn't see her standing by the bed yet, because that my abilities still didn't take me there. Yeah. But I knew she wasn't in that shell. And oh. was she legally declared legally dead? No. Well, they, she they had her on life support. Oh, okay. So she was Rest, just, whatever the breathing, the respirator, or yeah. So the next night, we just finished dinner. We had this deal. We still do. Whoever cooks doesn't clean. So I'm cleaning up the table. He's in the kitchen doing the dishes. Yeah. And on my shoulder, I'm leaning to look at our son. He's in a high chair. And on my shoulder is a hand. Out of nowhere and it's perfect it's angelically beautiful this hand and i look and i go oh to see the hand and see my girlfriend's face and poof, she went up through the house she went up through the ceiling in the dining room and steve in the kitchen's like what happened what just happened what just happened and i went um because our son would recognize her name i said our friend um she's gone oh the phone rings we look at the phone, we look at each other, and we're like, you get it. And he answered it, and it was her husband, and he hmm. said she was gone. And he hung up, and he looked at me, and he goes, she was just here. And I said, yeah, she was just here. Yeah. You know, how'd you know that? I don't know. But yeah. I saw her, and I knew. So this is a 
brought up Catholic man who became a Carl Sagan freak <laughs> and married me. You know? so I was like, That's quite the circle. Oh my gosh. I'm like, hello, we, we probably should talk even more and, and I yeah. need to learn more. But there was nobody out there to teach me. Yeah. There was nothing to read. There was a book in the library. I could go to the head shop and talk to them, you know, right. but mm. they were all stoned. I didn't know if I could believe them. Yeah. But they were living it and they were doing it, but there was still nothing they were reading either. Mm. So I didn't have anything. So I taught myself. Yeah. Everything. And thank God for the internet. Right? Yeah. No, it's, that's a fact because when, yeah. even when I was little, I had a craving for this kind of stuff. Like I wanted to read more and more books and the library, you look around and there'd be like two maybe a ghost book maybe Always. there was yeah. like something on maybe um witchcraft and it'd be salem right that'd be it yep um yes. and you wouldn't even find like something on actual well and it wasn't until i think like the 90s that wicca became more prevalent when you'd go to a bookstore and you'd actually i remember seeing the new age section go from like one to two tiny shelves to like on a massive massive section of barnes and noble and um, so that that's changed a lot over the past 20 years. Oh, yeah. I knew it had arrived when it got its own sign. Yeah. <laughs> you know, new age. I was like, oh, good, because that's where my books were. Yep. Mm. I don't even know if they still are. I don't, because they're not in any big, big locations. Amazon. I just opted for Amazon. Yeah. It's like, yeah. let's just go there. We yep. cover everybody. So, yeah. But I knew that we'd arrived when you could walk into a bookstore and the, there was a three-foot sign yeah. for us, too. I thought, ooh, yay. You yeah. know, and you get that little tin man in the spacesuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the fish right. globe on his head. Yeah. He you was over there, too. Random question concerning uh, what we were talking about a second ago. Do you think uh, people as spirits, do you think they all get an opportunity to kind of c- cover unfinished business like uh, your friend did for you? Do you think they all, I mean, and I'm not trying, I'm not quizzing you either, but it's just a curiosity. I'm wondering if, you know, we all get that opportunity, um, at least in death or whatever form we're in, this new form that we're in, assuming that's what you believe, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Do we get that opportunity to kind of float around, not even float, just go, and maybe a couple unresolved things we just need to work out? Yes, I think so. But there's there's stipulations to that. Um, Did they go home? So are they coming back from somewhere or are they just here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if did they not, whatever home is to them, maybe there is no home. So yeah. they opt to stay, which great. Do whatever you need to do. But then it takes energy to do that. Yeah. To come from there or to even interact. Like if somebody moved up between us, that takes energy right here to be able to do that. Do they have the energy? Do they have the abilities as far as knowledge to do that? What I'm learning through my conversations with the dead is um, that's an educational thing. And it, they learn that from each other. Mm-hmm. They could learn it from their spirit guides, but I feel like they all talk. All the spirits are so nosy. They are hysterical. <laughs> and they all talk. And they all yeah. chat. They all have a message. And they will, they, they will talk to each other. Um, don't go to a cemetery looking for spirits either. There might be one. I've always, well, t- I've always felt that way. I've always felt that that is not the place to go. They don't hang out yes. there. Why would you hang out around your corpse? Well, that's what that's what I've that's what we learned years ago from somebody else. In this, that, that same logic. They're you're like freedom. If you're if you're if you're a, a spirit, you're you know you, you don't have a physical body anymore. The last place you want to hang out is 
in front of the stone that has what's left of your mortal remains yeah. underground. Yeah. You want to go out and look at stuff. I mean, yeah. I believe me, I, 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 if I had that kind of freedom, I didn't have to go to work every day anymore and <laughs> i'd be like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna, see, I'm gonna oh. go to egypt <laughs> oh please yeah. i've had them in my dressing room trying on bras it's like okay you should have stayed at the cemetery because you're <laughs> you're a pervert <laughs> oh yeah you know and it's like hey he opted out to see boobies you know so <laughs> maybe that's his version of heaven yeah. i don't know uh, yeah, yeah. you know everybody's got their own take on all of this but it, it really is freedom, and it is to each its own. And do your thing. Do Who cares? Do your damn thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody else. And if they do care, that's on them. That's not on you. So just move on by. And it's, it's a really cool thing. But, yeah, I do think that they can. And it may take time, and it may take yeah. somebody like me, you know, the, the medium. It took me years to realize, oh, I'm the middleman. That's why they call me the medium because I'm in the middle. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, if you have to relay it through me, it may be a little convoluted, you know, playing that game, telephone game when you were kids, Right. but we do our best and we will get your message. And I know spirit for spirit, they will do what they have to do till you get that message Mm -hmm. as close as they want you to get it. This idea of energy. And I've often thought about this, but it's, I'm just, it's fun to acknowledge it and observe it again. You know, I don't think people realize we'll start with with now where we're at physically. Right. Um, I don't think people realize what it takes. Like you were saying, it takes energy to move locomotion of your body. That requires there's a lot of processes that have to happen on a physical standpoint for you just to get for me just to get up out of this chair and walk up those stairs. Right. There, I mean, yeah. the, the physical and chemical processes that are happening are in the trillions as far as one each little synapse that's happening. Not that I know about any of that stuff, but that's that's basically yeah. where it is. Yeah. Um, it's it's fascinating in its own right. And what struck me was it's the same idea for spirits, for for whatever you want. Well, let's call them spirits um, for them to move, for them to do things. For me to talk right now, it requires energy. Mm-hmm. I've eaten food, I've drank water, uh, you know, just to keep my body so it, it can function. Right? It seems like there's the same the same idea of energy happens in the, in the, in the ether in the spirit world too. They need energy to do things too. So that's mm-hmm. an, I mean I, now I don't know what they do to produce that, how they get that energy. It's an interesting question. <laughs> well, everything is energy. Yeah. So it's there. But if you've read on an investigation and your equipment dies, it's brand new, which yeah. we've had, we've and had it, it dies. They've used it. They, there, is, there is no other explanation, and I can tell you, because I can stand there watch them absorb it from your equipment. Mm-hmm. It happens. My dad was coming down and standing next to me in my kitchen and blowing light bulbs every week in my one fixture <laughs> over my, because it's two pendants, and so I just put in a 10-year light bulb, and I'm like, all right, sucker, you, this is 30 bucks. <laughs> you leave it alone, you know. But it's the same, same idea. Um, for me to even think about in, you know, 20 minutes, yeah, I'm going to have to pee, so let's think of, you know, and it, you plan and you do this. Mm-hmm. And they're the same way, but I think it's an educational thing because they're not walking to do it. They're floating, and they're yeah. learning to fly, and they're they're vibrating at such a high level that – Okay, what's what's the energy like there? I'm assuming it's higher. 
So it makes things possibly a little easier. There's yeah. no um, gravity. That makes things a hell of a lot easier. So do you will it? Do you push it? Do What do you do? You know, and so mm-hmm. these are different set of physics. It is. And so these are some of the things I'm looking at and I'm trying to learn and look at and, and, and research just to move forward in a different direction. So I think it's fascinating. I well, love so- all that. When you do investigations, often people are like, oh, I got pinched, my hair got pulled, and they associate that with evil. But if, if, if your spirit, and you're trying to manifest enough energy, and we, Scott just mentioned how many processes have to happen to just move a finger or go up the stairs or do whatever, mm-hmm. and to get that person's attention, that living person's attention, if you can just pull the hair or poke or pinch, yeah. that's going to get their attention. Not just like gently touching them or doing whatever. That's going to get their attention. But then we all go, oh, my God, it's a demon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's well, bad. And if you've got seconds to do this or less than a second because your energy gives out, that's what you've mustered. You're not you're not going to just yeah. lift a few tendrils of yeah. hair. You're going to give it a nice little talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you. Yeah, that wasn't you know. It's not it's, evil. It's, a, it's an "I love you." It's not a "I'm going to possess yeah. your soul." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the so they're spirits are bound by to a certain degree, I guess. They're bound by the physics of the environment that they're in, just like we're bound by physics of the environment that we're in. Uh, I'm not saying that's and, fact; it's just and, an idea. And then that's trying out to there. transcend the two. Yeah. From go from one. Yeah. Shit. Uh, I had the best dream last night, and I don't think it was a dream. I know, I know I visited my parents. I mean, I tra- I traveled to them. I astral traveled to my parents. Yeah. And it was hysterical because I think they'd been skiing, and I know they were in a bar, which <laughs> is, like, perfect because that would be my parents. Mm-hmm. And they looked a little older than I expected, like 40s to 50s, and I came through a veil. I came through whatever this was, and I saw my mom and my, they were like, oh, it's, and they called me Susie growing up. It's Susie. Mm -hmm. And I walked right into my dad and just melted into him. And as I reached and melted into my mom, I left because that's all the time I had. And And I ended up on a sidewalk and moved on to the next thing but for me my path when i'd ever i'd picture my path it was always a nice dirt path and it was nature and it was kind of scrub bushes and trees yeah, yeah. all of a sudden i've gone to a paved sidewalk hmm. like, okay so this means it's gonna be a little easier for a little bit please right, a little step up <laughs> yeah yeah we've gone to paved but so <laughs> i know and i know you know when you visited. You, If you've ever done that, you know it was real. You know you've been there. There is no mistaking what just happened to you. And I surprised them. I went into their world. I bust into their realm. And I woke up this morning. I was so rested and felt amazing. It was beautiful. I'd gotten a kiss and a hug from my father and a semi-something of of Mm -hmm. mist from my mother a hug and it was okay it was okay you know i'll start the fourth book on this right because this was yeah that's yeah the only dream you know when it (laughs) comes right that's an insider insider comment between me and xy when it comes to dreams and the one I, i i may have mentioned it on this show before too but um the only one that really has stuck out to me um 
uh, a friend of mine from years and years ago from my first like jobs we were talking about work a few minutes ago it was one of the first jobs jobs i had like adult job you know? mm-hmm. and um this guy bill uh that we worked with very nice man and uh, he had a real interest for the paranormal also uh this is many many years ago when i first started kind of going out into the field and taking pictures and stuff and i was actually i'd bring pictures into the office and go hey guys we saw this weird thing and my coworkers be like that's pretty cool man you know oh yeah this one guy bill who worked on the other side of the office came all the way over and he's like i, I hey, man <laughs> I, I heard about you. you had some pictures of some stuff you were shooting. I'm like, yeah, you know, really interested, you know, really, you know, really enthusiastic and really like, dude, it's cool you're doing this. I'd like to do this sometime. He got cancer, aggressive cancer, mm. uh, banged him out real quick, unfortunately. Um, and we got that news at the office, and I'm like, oh man, that, you know, nice guy, you know, real That's bummer. Hard. It was it yeah. was hard, and um, it was one, it was bizarre. I, that's all I can say, but. I remember going to bed that night and, you know, I, 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 I want to be realistic though, too. He was heavy on my mind, obviously. Um, he was, I was thinking about him before I went to bed and this happened. I, this happens a lot and I, I got this bad habit nowadays. I have to break myself of it. I'll wake up, uh, in the middle of the night. Cause just what you I'm old. <laughs> That's what I do. I just wake up all the time. Um, <laughs> and I'll just immediately go for my phone. You go, oh, what's going on on Facebook or what? Oh, yeah, you know? don't do that. It's don't, stupid. Yeah, don't. Yeah. I, I will literally sit there for yeah. an hour and stare yeah. and lose an hour's sleep doing that. I've gotten up to, like, use the bathroom at, like, 2, 3, and I'm like, why is his bedroom light on? Yeah, yeah. So That stinker. Uh, <laughs> He's having fun on the internet. <laughs> but, I'll, you know, I'll look at something on there, like a person, or watch a YouTube video, whatever it might be, and I'll notice that I'll go to sleep then, and they'll, that person will be in my dreams. Okay. I'll dream them, right? Okay, and which that's I, a little contrary. Which I, well, which I, well, okay. Yeah. Which I think is just simply, imp- you know, it's just making an impression on my mind. My mind's just outputting it in my dreams, right? This situation I'm talking about with my friend Bill, it felt different. And this is way before uh, cell phones, too, and stuff like yeah. that. But um, that was, uh, I just remember... Uh, being like in a hallway, like in a hospital, just very sterile, you know, just white hallways, uh, you know, the, the, that flat tile floor, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no seams, uh, you know, very sterile. Uh, and I'm like, you know, what the hell am I doing here? And I just looked over to my left and there was this guy, Bill, standing there. And he just, he didn't say a word to me. He just looked at me and smiled. Just very, very, you know, he had a very nice, you know, calm smile, just and he didn't say a word to me, and I'm like, "All right, man, cool." Yep, and I'm, I, I'm okay. Yeah, I just felt that's what I felt. I can honestly say I just felt like, "All right, that makes me feel better about this thing." Um, and I woke up, and I, it, I, you know, it, it's it stayed with me. Yeah, obviously, we're talking over 20 years ago. It stayed with me. That to me tells me everything. That those are the things you remember. Those, that's not an, an everyday dream. No, it I, wasn't. You know, it's not something that just happened. That, that was a visitation. And I, I, I chalk it up to that because it had a profound effect on you. Yeah, you yeah. remember it yeah. all these years later. Yeah. You can't remember Bozo popping up in a dream. I'm not carrying that with me unless it was terrifying. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah jagged teeth or something. Yeah. But, yeah, you're not. those aren't the kind of dreams that come with you. These, like the one I had last night, it'll 
they stick with, with me you. for yeah. yeah. It'll be with me forever because that was well, that's a, close. Yeah, that's a really. And that was you, your buddy. He was yeah, your man. Friend. Yeah, it was cool. And, yeah, and, 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 that's very know, cool. I love and that. And I just remember the smile. He didn't say a word. Didn't have to. He didn't say anything to me. And that's what really struck me the most about that was just I didn't hear anything come out of his mouth, and I just remember standing there for a couple minutes or whatever it could have been. It could have been a, who knows. Uh, and that was just the it. That that was the end of it. I uh, woke up and just felt better about it. Ah, it was see, simple. There it was you just go. Simple. There you go. And you yeah. know what? And I'm sorry, but I don't know if your mind would have taken you there all on its own to do that. That would have been really quite a concept to create for you all on your own. You know? And I mean, that's not cutting you down or no, no, or any anything like no. that. That to me is a gift of of whoever to you so that you can put that in a place where now it's safe and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's, well, that's mean, a good thing. I mean, but I did mention before, I did say that situation. I do think it's different. But I, you know, yeah. is there, like I said, staring at my phone at three o'clock in the morning. No. And I just see a picture of somebody that I hadn't seen in a while, whatever. And that just kind of, and you, you had a comment about that. I did because yeah, for yeah. me, anything I think about right before I go to bed, I never dream about. Really? It's always the real subconscious stuff that finds its way and comes forward. Uh, eventually, if, if there's something I'm really churning and I'm needing to work through, I'll have uh, something about that. It'll pop up and it'll show me to stop. Don't be a jackass. Just let it go. <laughs> Stay on your mat. Do what you're doing today because that's not going to look the same tomorrow. Let it go. Yeah. So the things that are way back here tend to come forward. Um, but my son and I, he, he came over last night and he needed a visit. He hasn't been feeling good. So it's like he needed a visit. And I get that. I used to do that too. And um, I'd come home and for strength. So he he did that. He came home for a home cooked meal and just energy from his parents. And we talked about his grandparents. He was really close, especially to his grandpa. And so it was it was not shocking that I had that dream. Yeah. But it wasn't for that reason. And I didn't dream about anything we talked about. This was them in their late forties, early fifties, Epreski. Standing, I know damn well the bar. Of their life. The bar was yeah. right behind me. I know my parents. You know, they were somewhere with a big crowd of people having a riot, talking to everybody, having yeah. a cocktail, and they'd been skiing. They loved winter. They loved all that stuff. So yeah, it was totally different and perfect for them. I mean, I still think that's cool that they kind of looked surprised to see you. Oh, they were that's like, such a <gasps> twist. Oh. They were so blown away because I walked through. It was almost like a, it was like the stuff should have broken in front of me. Not mm -hmm. glass, but like a weird sci-fi kind of goo, mm -hmm. you know, and you walk through it. And that's exactly the way I felt. But it was like walking through a mist. And I was like, hey, this is so <laughs> cool. So, yeah, you know, and that was I, supposedly I've had three readings by people that have just come up to me and said I have been told to deliver this to you and it's ones and elevens and it's all new beginnings and hmm. these are your new steps and that would be brand new for me having mm -hmm. been able to do that yeah uh in my second book I think it's my second book I talk about visiting my grandmother 
at this place and it looks like uh, somewhere out east the big properties some long not long island but you know nantucket or something big big beach properties that big seagrass and i'm at a house and i'm i want to go to that house about half an acre away mm -hmm. And I know my grandma's there, and I need to go there. And it's this really big house, and the the patio French doors are thrown open, and there's people kind of sitting, and they're all in white, and they're all sitting and having little conversations. And I see, I get near the doors, they all turn to talk to me, but they're all talking to each other like sideways, like, mm. oh, you know, what's she doing here? You're not supposed to be here. What are you? You know, you're alive. Kind mm -hmm. of the way I yeah. felt. And so I kept asking if my grandma, this was my mom's mom, if she was here. And I go into the kitchen and there's my aunt who had just died. And she came over to me and gave me a hug. And she looked and there was a door there, kind of like the old kitchen door that would, yeah, you know, yep. open and close. And it's white and it's wood on the other side, the natural wood. And I know she's in there, but I, I'm... I know too. I have to follow protocols of of, of sort. This isn't my yeah. realm. I have no idea. I I don't want to ru be rude or embarrass her. So I drift back out into the hall, and these women bring me into this room. And at the end of this conference table, there's probably 15 people there. Is my grandmother, and she's running the show, which doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> and there she is, and she comes around the table, floating. Nobody's walked. I haven't walked in this whole scenario. And she just gives me this big hug and she says, it's not your time, my dear. It's not your time. Be patient. Your time is coming. And I woke up and thought I was gonna die. Right? <laughs> yeah, what does that message mean? Yeah, yeah. but uh, it meant because then all of this started for me. The first book sold around the world. Okay. Um, the next day. I got this message from Amazon, congratulations, your book just sold in the middle of the Pacific. Yay! And it, it made the jump. <laughs> Yay. It was one book, but that's all it took. Yeah. yeah. And it made the jump, and, and so that's 2012, and that's where it just kind of has, boom, and here we go. So what made you decide to be, you know, when you're this terrified 12, 13-year-old, not knowing what to do, and then from what you are now, when did you decide to make that connection or that you had the ability or experience to start stepping in with investigations and also helping people, you know, delivering messages to people? When it was about 2010 and I was fed up, I was a para, I, I had a great job at IBM and got laid off and then got pregnant, had Steven and we decided to, for me to stay home because I was making less money. So, and he had great insurance yeah we'll do this so i was like okay i can do that and then my son was like in third grade i went and worked in the school district and secretarial stuff got a job in the computer lab and loved it and i thought oh, i love this but this isn't gonna stick because this isn't what i'm supposed to do so you know you're gonna get booted at some point i got booted in 2010 got laid off and i just thought you know what i need to quit before they no, I'm a bitch. <laughs> so I was, I was really creeping in there, and I thought, oh, I don't want to leave dead people behind me in my fray. You know, emotionally just dormant because I've killed them. Virgos can do that. So I, I quit. I just quit my job, and I came home, and I'm making a really big dinner. So Steve was very suspicious because it was a little too big. And I said, so... 
you've talked because he moved my journals all these journals for 42 years that I'd taken notes about everything that had happened and he kept telling you need to do something with these and I said you know those journals you kept telling me I need to do something with I've decided I want to do something with them so would you is it okay do we have can I quit my job and he just kind of looked at me and he goes yeah it's good because I know you already have and he walked <laughs> out of the room and I was like shit you know it's yeah. that's you married the right man because he knows you inside and out mm, you know mm. and so I was like oh, okay oh, yeah. I was like yeah I have and I started to write and finally he and my girlfriend who was a language arts teacher at a middle school uh, made me quit editing and find an editor and put it out there and so it came out in I don't know August or something of 2012 okay mm. and that that's how it started i mean i showed up at it wasn't that cover it was a different publishing company and me and a little cardigan a little wire rim glasses <laughs> and i'm just kind of sitting there and i wouldn't talk to anybody and steve would be sitting off to the end of the table going you have to talk to people or you can't sell books if you don't talk to anybody but who you know you walk up i've seen them at shows i go up and talk to them hey what's going on your book's beautiful you know what's the and I'll buy some of them. I can't, you can't buy them all. Yeah, right. But, you know, some of them. And, and so it was just one step at a time. You talk to this person and you learn how to deal with it. And so then I booked into a couple of shows. I booked into a show in Lexington, Kentucky for my first show. It's like, what are you doing? Did you do Scarefest? No. Oh. I did a, I did though, um, oh, I can't think of her name. She started Scarefest. Patty. Patty's. Patty Star. Star. Patty Starr's show at her building. Okay. She and Chuck had that building. And um, so I did her paranormal, mm -hmm. her little holistic thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't little at all. It was a whole damn building. It was a great day. Mm -hmm. And so she bought six copies of the book for me, and I think I, bought, I sold seven all day. You know, and, for, and, and two nights in a hotel, all that gas. Yep. So quickly learned you want to stay in your own right. backyard. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah, Amy um, Bruni told me that. She goes, so do yourself a favor, get known in your own community, yeah. in your own county, then in work on your state. Yep. And it was really great and advice. And talk, you know, because if you, yeah. I, I tell everyone this, if you're not Stephen King, you have to get out there and speak and prove to people why they should like you and buy your book and follow what yes. you do and there is that thing called an elevator speech yeah and, which means in the time of an elevator ride how many of your floors that is you have to deliver a message mm -hmm. and sell your book mm -hmm. and you maybe so now i sell me then the book yeah because i'm the product you know these are byproduct of me mm. so that was the other thing i learned yeah. and the marketing is the same way so you keep it simple um i have bookmarks and every right. time I add a book, I have to change all my, <laughs> so, you know, what do you do? You, those are easy to change. The banners you keep simple and, and mm -hmm. straightforward. Uh, so you're not replacing $500 banners all the time. Right. Oh yeah. So things like that. And then another book helped sell the first book. Yep. You know, and I showed up at the next, in the next year, uh, um, I went to my Paracon up in the Sioux and I'm still this little thing in a cardigan and I'm sitting next to these <laughs> Hollywood stars you know they're all on TV and they're so damn cute and I can't remember 
the one couple, um, and, and she would just talk to me. She was hysterical. And she said, you are the cutest damn thing. So I went back the next year, and I had black frames. My hair was highlighted. I mean, like a shirt with cutouts on the arms. And she just went, wow, Exy went to Hollywood. I actually moved <laughs> uptown, you know? And I was like, no, I'm just, I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm comfortable with this. And, and so, and it, you know, it just made it so then people didn't, walk by you as fast either because they'd go oh oh you know they'd see there's a little more flash so right. they paid attention to that you don't have to be stupid about it but something that gets people to stop yeah second book always helps yep. second, second books help, help the first book sell so how many how many paranormal investigations do you do now like do you still do them on a regular basis if, if someone calls and says hey i don't want a reading but something's going on in my house um how often do you do that i was in flint at noon today okay helping a gal that i'd read for the weekend before uh two weekends before because it was i don't remember if she went oh, i don't remember if she came to flint or houghton they were weekends everything's running together yeah um but I, she walked up to me, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if she knows she's got that thing on her back. You know, mm. it was just, it was a nasty old man, and he had morphed into um, just a Star Wars character on her back. He looked bad, and I knew he had a, um, tendrils in through her. I said, how's your lower back feel? And she just looked at me, and she had these dark circles under her eyes. She looked exhausted. Yeah. And she was, she had already signed up for a reading. So I sat her down and told her, I said, well, you have a spirit attachment. And I said, this is what he's doing to you. She's like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to the house today and um, wanded her and we saged and cedared her and the whole house. And I watched him leap out the front door and he was running down the street. He was actually standing because their street teed, and he was checking out the house about seven down. He was got to keep going in there, and I can't help that. I can't stop that. I couldn't. I can't do anything with him right. because he'd become unnatural. He was halfway between human and inhuman. So if they're human, I can send down the white light and try to have them go into it. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them do want to go. Some of them don't, and I'm like, I can't do anything with that either. Uh, did a case like that in Farmington Hills about five years ago. So he is still running around Flint somewhere. That's all that city needs. Is, yeah. <laughs> Some well, creepy old man spirit attachment looking yeah, looking for a host. <laughs> there's a lot of them. And he was a part of the old Buick plant or the old whatever plant that used to be there, and that's all these houses in this neighborhood were built for those yeah, factory yeah, workers. From, yeah. yeah. Was up there, Chevrolet was up there. Yeah. Yeah, and she did offer me a pop she goes i can't offer you water but i can offer you a pop and oh I went, god what a oh. dire situation she's in yeah but she looked so much better and she felt better and her um she has three fabulous children and they're the youngest one not so unaffected but um and meanwhile this thing's calling me an effing bitch you know and i'm walking around the house trying to smile at her everything's okay um and he this thing what is you know was what it was so we cleaned the house, and it really felt good. But I'm meanwhile, I'm picturing him sitting, this guy that before he died, mm -hmm. on the back porch, sitting in one of the old sling 
aluminum deck chairs, yeah. smoking, drinking a Blatz. I was like, Blatz beer? Okay. Ugh. Yeah, sitting up back, and he was just not a nice guy. And so he didn't die nice, and he stayed here. I think he was afraid to go home. Uh, so we sent him on his merry way out the front. So I salted the front of the house a little bit. Um, I but, he, but he went, you saw him just run down the street, though, yeah. like you said. He didn't go home. No, so to say. he wasn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. I, I asked. I always offer. You know, for me, that's more natural, but that's me. Do you think that's because, I mean, I've heard this idea. I'm just curious to hear what you have to say about it. Um, that that person, let's call him a person. Um, he just doesn't want to accept that he's dead or that he's changed. I think he was afraid. I think because yeah. he was an idiot in life, I think he was abusive to his wife. Uh, I think he took everything for granted. Mm-hmm. I think she did everything around the house, and he sat on his ass after he worked all day. Granted, yeah, you were probably very tired. You know, you did labor. You did labor. Um, it was a different thing to be on the line then than oh, today. It's, yeah, it's, you know, uh, it's pretty brutal. It was a brutal job. Yeah, hot, real physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but. He was just mean and ornery and didn't do anything to make his situation any better. And he didn't go home. I think, and that's yeah. why. I think he was afraid. Just simple. I think he was afraid of a retribution. Well, yeah, I mean, because I don't know what you're going to face. When, it, when we say go home, maybe that's what he was afraid of or is afraid of is, okay, I'll go there, but what am I going to face here? Mm-hmm. You know, and... If you're gonna just take take it, you know, for the upper level of things, oh God, well, I gotta go to the gates and I'm gonna be judged by Saint Peter, <laughs> and he's gonna go through all this all this terrible assholeish yeah. behavior that I exhibited my whole life, and I'm gonna have to be held accountable for this. Yeah, we all are, but that comes after. That comes after, and everything that I see in the images that they give for me, they're met first by all their past pets. So okay, then that means it's really heaven for me because that's cool. <laughs> um, and I've got oh, I have a really interesting story about asking them all to come visit me. The uh, pets? Yeah. I filled my house with so much energy that the dog I had at the time, who she's been gone now a couple of years, she yeah. didn't know what to do. Because I pray every day in the shower, and I was like, oh, I got all reminiscent, you know. And, 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 and I asked for them all to come back. Well, there was an elephant. There was a couple of horses. There was all kinds of stuff because you have past lives. Yeah. So I wasn't always here. I could have been in India. I could have been in Africa. I could have been wherever. Mm-hmm. So there's an elephant in my living room, and there's there's all kinds of stuff. And I just laughed and laughed. And meanwhile, there's my dog trying to lay down and then stand up. And she'd move, and she'd go, and she'd go. And she was exhausted. And I, I said to all these animals, I said, I'm so sorry. I know I just invited you all here, and I greatly appreciate it. But you have to leave. This is her domain. This is her time. I so apologize. And some of them turned and looked at me like, really? You know? (laughs) It's like, like, oh, those are the ones that probably knew me the best, that I've been this way forever. And they finally all left. And there was one left, though, that kind of hung around and zipped through the house. Just (laughs) just kind of a, you know. And I laughed because it was a cat. So, yeah. Yeah. The attitude. Well, that's cats, yeah. Yeah. Cats are just assholes by yeah, and there's nature yeah. just molded if, them to be assholes. If I wasn't allergic, I'd probably have one. But, but yeah, so that's that's kind of the thing. And and so then after that, then you're greeted, and then after that, you meet whoever it is you consider your God, your Maker, your whatever. 
but that's everything I've so it seen starts with for your, the years. It starts with pets. pets. You can't fight them. They're going to greet you. They're going to get you out of the way to get to. You know, they're going to get whoever this out is, of the way no, to get to you. No, we're just saying physically, like you're going where you're traveling. That's the first thing you agree with. Is yeah. Pets. I just want to be clear. Yeah. It's going to be a really short list for me. It's going to be, oh, no, be much, of a, my, it's gonna be much of a welcoming party for me, yeah, man. But, my and, kitties. But think, see, because I believe in reincarnation and because I see it. Yeah. I really believe in it. I see. But you're saying things. we, you know, so it's past all lives. Of them. All of them. It could be gators, lizards, chickens, birds, squirrel. I had a squirrel for a woman. I, I finally, I'm like, did you really own a squirrel? <gasps> squirrels are cute. Know a lady yeah. who raises squirrels. Yeah. She yeah. they she holds them. Oh. It's amazing. To so watch. Scott, you'll have more than a guinea pig and a snake. <laughs> and my hamster when I was a kid, oh. and my fish, my 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 kissing gouramis. <laughs> See? Uh, my my big goldfish Charlie, who's be- still buried in my. Um, I had a big carp that lived with me for years. He's still buried in my parents' backyard. Um, I love it. Yeah. You know how fucking terrifying that was when I was a kid. <laughs> um, no, I I thought about you know you talk about pets. And we talked about this on a previous show. I do remember um, my first hamster, the first pet I ever had when I was in grade school. Um, And he died. Oh, that's heartbreaking. He died, right? And I don't remember. I remember it was so bizarre. I remember that being so traumatic. Like, I was so freaked out. Seeing him yeah. in the corner of his cage shivering because he was dying on me, right? Oh. Um, and I literally just, you know, and this is all, we're trying to remember many, many years ago. I remember just absolutely coming completely unglued, just totally undone. Oh, yeah. Freaked out. Still had to go to school, right? Well, yeah. Uh, my mom's like, you have to go to school. I was crying uncontrollably. I remember all that. And... Just, you know, I come home and the cage is gone. Oh. But for some reason, I just felt okay. Well, that's good. I mean, I just got over it quick. I mean, but I'm still th- talking about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's yeah. what I'm thinking, but yeah. I wasn't going to say but that. But I mean, I just, <laughs> remember, I just remember the tears went away and, you know, other things like toys and shit, you know, I had to yeah. do. I did, you know, yeah, I was very and that's, young. that's the great thing about youth. Yeah, I mean, it. but I remember that was that was painful. Oh, it is. And we had this conversation, as I said, on a previous show about pets uh, and why they're so important to us in whatever shape or form they are. And what I postulated was this great mystery of communication we have with these animals. We can't really communicate with these with animals, you know, our dogs and our cats, let's say, uh, how we're communicating right now. But, you know, I've been spending a lot of time looking at dogs lately. That's been my thing. And up until maybe just four, I mentioned this yesterday, I think, um, maybe three or four months ago, I never really looked to see that dogs actually smile. They do. They, they smile. They do. Uh, it's my, great. My aunt's pug, my aunt's got a black pug named Louie, who's just absolutely one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the most hilarious creatures I've ever come across. But I watched him one day. On my my grandpa and my aunt lived together, and I rode my bike to visit them one day. It was a nice day out, and Louis was, you know, you know, he's a, he's a pug, so he's very ter- ter- territorial, and he immediately comes out and, and starts barking at me and you know being all bossy. And 
I'm like, oh, hey, Louie, how are you? And I give him the pet. And he walks up and gets under my grandpa's chair, sits down, and literally just kind of goes. And it's just, <laughs> just this grin comes over his face. And I'm like. Why not? Because the sun was on him. He felt good. He was just. And I'm like, he truly is happy. Like, yeah. I can see that emotion on him. He's a happy animal right now. Right? Um, but there still is that, to me, that great disconnect. Not, but not, and that's not a bad thing. I think that's what makes this this idea of pet ownership and being, you know, being a, a really great pet owner, really taking loving your animal, whatever it may be, is that thing where you don't have that verbal communication with each other, but you do have some type of communication with each other, oh, nonverbal, uh, spiritual to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, I, th- I mean, people love their dogs. People love their cats. Oh man. Um, I've been. Getting my Astrid, my 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 ball python, who you can you can literally see here. She's oh, I didn't even out. notice it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. A, oh yeah. Yeah, I know she's she's twenty three years old. Wow. I've had her since she was a little baby. I mean, since she came out of the egg, literally. Um, Holy cow. She's been with me ever since then. She's been with me through. It's 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 amazing to think about that, like how um, all these different eras and parts of my life that she's been there with me. Yeah. You know, she's not like doing paperwork or anything know. <laughs> but she's she's just been a been my companion just oh that's cool you know, later i'll doing her doing her thing i'll yeah. check it out i don't even know if steve heard you say that he's not a snake man oh she she's hit she <laughs> she, she won't, won't get out anybody. you know i got the thing locked down so she's i and i know people who really love doing no it's locked down don't worry she doesn't move um, too fast she's been sick though oh she's been sick recently and this is what brings me to the you know she's tired what's that she's tired you think so that's what she was telling me. Well, she, I've been having getting her. She was age. Well, yeah, she's very old for mommy. They they can live about thirty years. Wow. So they can live for a very. They're they're freaking dinosaurs. Like parrots. They're dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been getting her treatments. She's been getting her antibiotics and stuff like that. And oh, she okay. is feeling better. Yeah. She, she is feeling better. Um, she wasn't eating. You know? Oh. But there's just this whole thing, you know. The thing I've always said about like reptiles. Is they don't have the same set of needs that mammals do, like dogs and cats. They do, even though you don't have that verbal communication, uh, direct communication with each other. There is the communication we talked about a second ago. And there are emotional needs they need, psychological needs they need from you as, you know, as their as their as their companion, not their fucking owner. I'm tired of hearing that. I don't. I don't oh yeah. I, I no. don't even look at it that Dogs way anymore. Dogs want you, companionship. Yeah, they want companionship. You don't own that that animal. You're not a master of that animal. Yeah. No, either. and, and I, cats own you. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think I think that mentality uh, a lot of men and women have, where they, you know, I am the master of this this beast. It's okay. like, no, dude, you're not Beowulf, so just relax here for a yeah. second, okay? You're not you're not as big as you no. think you are. No, my dog was my daughter. Yeah. And she was my buddy. Yeah. Gosh. And that's, yeah. that's the thing that's painful about that. Reptiles don't have those. They really, they're not, they're not emotionally. I mean, but we no. are, but when you're, when you're with something, you know, when you have something that you're like yeah. that long, you're going to be attached. Uh, but she isn't like, when I come down here, she doesn't like jump up against the cage and go, Hey, Scott, how are you? You know, Tail's not you know, you know yeah, no, no, no. In fact, she probably, she prefers to just, be left in the dark and be left alone. Yeah. That reptiles are not very social. She's very friendly. She's very docile. She's very gentle. Um, but I do know she can't be here forever. Yep. And that's the part. That's why we've had, you know, we've talked about, I'm like, I can't deal. My guinea pig died and that about killed me. <laughs> they, uh, we, and we'd say it's, it's all kind of funny, but, um, 
that's not that's a painful thing it, it's Absolutely. a hard thing to live with with you know yeah. and it's just i i call it this you know i refer to it still as this great mystery of communication or lack of communication you have with these animals and it makes you want to love them even more because you you want uh, yeah. to you, you want them to you want them to display something that they you know non-verbally of course that they 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 they're reciprocating that love you're giving them right oh yeah yeah we had i grew up with white mice my brother danny had white mice and we it would ride on shoulders and yeah disappeared yeah. on your shirt and come out your pant leg and my mother'd scream and, <laughs> <laughs> but our son had a hamster that was terrified of steve but it would follow my voice we had yeah. one of the the habit trail the balls mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah it would follow me all over the house <laughs> and i because it would hear my voice and be like here he comes and i'd turn around and i'd head back out of the laundry room or whatever and here he come behind me what? Mm-hmm. And then he... <laughs> Those things were so cute. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was the teddy bear hamster. Aw. Oh, he had little so round cute. ears. Yeah. It was just... He died. We had a euchre thing going at the house, and mm. Steve and I were... Mm. We had him in the corner, and we looked, and we're like, oh, my. He's just been in that Not corner moving. for several hours. So we bid everybody goodbye, and we were at the cage immediately. And our son had was doing an overnight at, at his aunt's house mm. and came home the next day. We just left. We put him in the garage because it was cool. I thought, eh, I don't want him in the house. So we put him in the garage in his cage, and it was okay. Yeah. So then we buried him in the garden in his hamster ball and had a <laughs> ceremony, and, you know, it was the whole thing. But, yeah, my guinea pig is buried in yeah. the back of our, in our garden back here. Yeah, both are dogs. Well, no, actually the one. The other is yeah. cremated. She's still on my dresser next to my bed. Yeah, it's. I talk to her every morning. It, 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 it you know, uh, Doug, who I mentioned earlier, who's a part of this show in spirit more these days. We talked about that because he has about five, six dogs now. I don't even know. It's the reason he's not here right now is he's trying. He's he's he's, he's, <laughs> he's hurting dogs all the time. Um, we talked about this very thing, and I said, man, I just can't deal with this emotional shit with these animals. I can't have another animal that I know is not going to be with me forever. Oh, yeah, and they're just not. I mean, you get a parrot because it's at this rate. Depends yeah. how old yeah. you are because it'll go. Yeah. And as cool as they are, I mean, I would love one. At this rate, I'm too old to get one because yeah. Stephen doesn't want it. Our right. son. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like it would be like getting something and knowing you, hey, how do you feel about a bird? You know, to our son because it's yeah. going to be yours. You may be willing yeah. So yeah. that's not cool. No, I, but I would because then it would be because that's a tough emotion. Ooh. Well, I mean, it's, it, I believe that you know, a, you know, a piece of you. I mean, it sounds yeah. like a cliche, but a piece of yourself dies when something when yeah. something that close to you. I know, you know, yeah. Astrid back here, who I just got done saying, well, you know, um, she's just a rep, she, she's a reptile. She don't really have emotional needs, but no, it'll hurt. Yeah, she's it's been with enough. me over half my over half my life. Oh my gosh. You know, that's I, cool. I, you know, it's like I not a lot of people can say they've they've had a companion or a pet that long. No, um, no so you, you know, guys have gone through a lot. Yeah, and that blows their minds at the vet office. They're like, "How old is she?" I'm like, "She's 23." They're like, "We've never seen this before." Um, you know, Aw, it means you take good care. Well, I, I hope so. But I mean, it still is just that what I call you know the great mystery of communication. You know, this great thing that we're all trying every day to break through that thing i think with our pets i love it when i can pick up on a dog or a cat and read them 
I can, and I can imagine during readings too, like, you know, if something comes through and you describe this pet to someone, like how cool that, like how much joy that brings to people just to know that their little pets around them. Get the tissues. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Get the tissues because it just tears them up. You talked about grandma. They're okay. Like the weird uncle came in, you know, that was nice. And then who's the big black chocolate? Oh, maybe it's chocolate lab. Oh, you had two. Do you have two labs? Oh, and they're oh, off. Man. They're off to the races. And it's like, I go to work to make people cry. <laughs> but yeah, they'll come in poodles, parrots, squirrels, rabbits, lizards, hamsters, ducks. Yeah. Had a duck. Did a gallery reading at Mid Michigan two weeks ago and um, brought a duck in. Wow. I was like, okay, I got to ask who had the duck? Yeah. <laughs> this girl, her little hand goes kind of halfway <laughs> out. Everybody started to laugh. Ducks were Yeah, I had a talk. Well, actually, it was Heather from uh, the Toledo from the Yacht Club. Okay. Oh. Yeah. She goes, I did. I just roared. I was like, okay. You know, yeah. not to shift gears too hard here, but one thing we did talk about before that I was, I, wa- I wanted to chat with you about again was you talked about when you give people readings, um, oh, there's some yeah. people you can't read. They're really tough, and for whatever reason, if it's the moment, if because this woman goes, I'm surprised you can't read me. It was two weeks, three weeks ago. Everybody can read me, and I said, Well, then maybe you were more open for them, or maybe you had a recent reading because I I can't pick anything up off on you, and it's you're locked down. And she goes, Well, I did just have a reading like two weeks ago, and I said, Well, then there's nobody here for you because you right anybody you want to talk to was just here they have things to do they yeah. can't just come in for you all the time they got their message through last two weeks ago whenever and she's like oh and i handed her her money back i said i can't this is not in good faith that i keep this there was no gift for gift mm-hmm. here is your money and i was like have a great day we, and, we talked about know. that before and you're the first person i've ever talked to in this capacity that's ever that does that that, that will just more or less say look i can't do this for you right now here take your money back mm-hmm. um i've never heard that before I, I don't know what else to say about that i think i mean obviously i think it's pretty cool yeah um, i mean i think that's an honest thing to do it's just, it's 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 who i am it yeah. works from my heart to them because i'd not be happy and i know they're not happy i can feel it i can read that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's just plain as day because it's on their face mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And, you know, they're sitting there and they've got their legs crossed, their arms crossed, and their shoulders up around their ears. And I've asked them three or four times, please just relax. Mm -hmm. Uncross your arms, uncross your legs, ground yourself, put your feet on the floor. Mm -hmm. And they don't. So then you try for a little bit longer, and then it's just frustrating for you and a waste of time, truly. Mm -hmm. Because nothing's happening. And even their spirit guide, I try to talk to their spirit guide. And even the spirit guides just they're, like they're on a smoke break. <laughs> I swear, Scotch. You know, it's like they're just kind of at the bar. But yeah, even they're just—it's not the day. So I tell these people, today's not the day. Mm-hmm. This moment's not. And maybe you can. There's there's 15 other mediums in the room. If you want to go hit them up, maybe it's the easier for them to open up. Yeah. For you, because for some reason we're just. Clashing. Yeah, well, I mean, and it just goes back to you know everybody's different though. Absolutely, I mean, you're a you're a person too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
even as if you call yourself, you know, I don't even like the term ghost hunter. I mean, I found myself saying the term ghost hunter a lot these days again, and I really want to break myself of that habit. I don't hunt anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just want to observe something. Mm-hmm. Ghost and Doug's Doug's coming up a lot tonight. He's hmm. seen a lot. He's, mm-hmm. yeah, he said a lot of profound shit to me. I, you know, but he was one of those people that said that years ago too. He said, "I don't hunt anything. Yeah. Um, I observe stuff. I just want. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an observer. We got to get yeah. him on the show soon. <laughs> well, that's going to happen because we're just going to take the equipment to his house. Yeah, we are. We're going to do that soon. Uh, but I think um, just on that, if I say, "Well, I'm, I'm a researcher." Yeah, well, we've known that. I, like I mean, that. all of a sudden, and Amber knows that. We all know that. Um, people automatically, and I mean, it happens like once a week. Somebody like, "Hey, I heard about you. I got work or something." Hey, hey, I heard you're like the, the ghost. You're the hunter guy, and I'm like, oh, God. "Yeah, you know, I heard you're happens. the ghost girl." <laughs> like, no, 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 no. And then, so I mean, I think the same thing happened. I'm sure the same thing happens with you when people, you know, hear about your skills. Uh, you know, they're going to assume that you can oh, just yeah. bang, you know, they're, they're, oh, yeah. all these secrets you're going to have. Right? Who, who do you see around me? Oh, I bet you get that all the time. All the time. And I'm oh. like, actually, I'm closed right now yeah. because I can't stay open. So yeah. I don't see anybody. Yeah. And I just, I give them that dog smile. Yeah. How do you close? I mean, how do you close off like that? Is there, is there a method that you have? It, it's a lot easier than it used to be. It was really complicated before because I had to drape myself with imagery of sheets or blankets or mm. steel or rocks whatever it took um but the third eye which is in the middle of your forehead mm-hmm. i close it like a regular eye just whoop, oh, like, feel like an eyelid so that works yeah. and then the chakra on the top of your head your crown mm-hmm. i shut like elevator doors hmm. like, and then that that's that's your way and that's your way and that's my way and i tell everybody to find their way mm-hmm. I have goes back to just people friends, are whatever comfortable, yeah, whatever. whatever really, really works for you. Because yeah. sometimes you got to shut quick because there's things coming at you you don't want. Yeah. Uh, images, spirits, whatever, human, inhuman. And you want to close quick. I have people that they imagine they put on a hat. I oh. Had, I had a girlfriend that had to physically put on a hat. Um, there was a show. There was a TV show. I think she was English several years ago now. And she would have to wear a hat. Whether it was at a gimmick, I don't know. Got her on TV. <laughs> so, you know, but whatever it takes. Yeah. And that's why it shows. I love to have my back to the wall. Oh, yeah. We were talking we about that. We talked about that, that yeah, before. That you won. Scott's the same way. It's just one area you don't really have to keep covered all the time. You can kind of relax on that one, you know, and lean back toward the wall and go, okay, I know I'm covered, but I don't have to keep a force field up all the time. Well, that's that hypervigilance we talked about last time when we were here. I, I know for me, there's just this thing where I, yeah, I like my back to the wall. It, it's a funny thing I'm riding on. Well, no, when, it, when, it's, when it's more enclosed space, when there's a lot of people kind of in a small room or even a big room, if it's just a lot of people, mm-hmm. I start to get a little weird nowadays. Uh, and I'll find myself just kind of trying to find a wall somewhere to get my back up against. It's hypervigilance, I think. I'm just kind of that, nervous and, about something. And do yourself a favor, too, then drop things either in front of you, like a garage door or something that will take away some of the influence that's coming into you. It'll keep it away from you about yeah. two, three feet. That works great. Mm-hmm. You can drop screening. You can drop a sheet. just depends how big the stuff is you want to keep out. 
has okay. obviously screening is going to let a few things through mm-hmm. sheets less um screen door you know uh, uh, garage doors keeps out a lot steel doors you're pretty good <laughs> you know yeah. uh, about the end of a show about the second or third day by 5 30 i've got doors metal right doors yeah. i was gonna say you're, you're gonna Everywhere. be pretty crusty after a couple or two or three days of doing when you're reading people like that it, it seems like you're just gonna be getting because you're you know you you know the term medium we just said that i mean you're working as a conduit you know you're well you're, and yeah you're and, a, you're you're a you're a metaphysical router yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean oh, i like that yeah my next shirt <laughs> <laughs> But the thing, too, now I do the readings at my table because I travel alone a lot. Just me. When Steve's there, it's great. But even if he's there, I'll send him off and be like, you don't have to stay here. Go do whatever. And so I do my readings at my table now so I don't leave everything just there. Mm -hmm. And so I invite them into my bubble. (laughs) They step in because we've got the width of a whatever is six by what are they six by four mm-hmm. tables and they go by and i can't pick them up i have to read just whoever this is a foot in front of me mm-hmm. sideways behind the table and that that that's been a learning thing so and then if somebody comes up to ask you a question you have to turn this person off you're talking to and reading turn and talk to the person on the other side of the table and so I, I, I need a sign that says reading in session or something. Right. Um, and then be able to turn back to the person you're reading and turn it back on. Well. And drop back in. Yeah. And that's where um, the, the ability has really sharpened up and come back in to me. I wanted I to know. point out that we, before the ill-fated last show we, we Oh, did are together. we at the marker? Are we, are we there? She just. We're not mentioning that. Okay. Let's just keep pushing forward here. All right. And we've, we've saved, right? Okay. Yeah. We're, we're. Let me check okay. again. No, we're. I'm, I. Everything looks good. Steady as she goes. Yeah, everything's fine. Um, no, what I was saying was when we were up in Houghton Lake, I mentioned to you before the show. I'm like, I am so sorry I didn't get a chance to talk to you because I know we both kind of crossed paths, met eyes a couple times, and there was yeah. just a lot of chaos going on, a lot of people around and whatnot. Um, one of the times I did see you, it was. It was. During some, uh, someone was speaking, and I stepped out for a minute to get, you know, warm up my coffee, and I saw you in there, and you were behind your table, and you were with somebody, and to to that point, um, I'm like, well, I mean, it just would have been rude. <laughs> you were like sitting there having this conversation with someone, and it was obvious it wasn't just like, hey, how are you? Let's catch up. It was something heavy going on, and I'm like, I'm gonna step back here and get out of the way i could just tell there's something going on um yeah maybe a session maybe a session in progress sign would be good but to me it was pretty obvious that there was something heavy going down and i needed to just keep my distance and not interrupt you guys yeah because i sit there and i have a pen and i write because i write everything down yes so i give them something to take away i don't mind if they record Mm -hmm. at all most people don't think of it and i forget to offer it so i just write everything down plus it helps me keep separated who's who especially if it's somebody that their lineage is still alive. So we're going back to find someone dead like two and three time grandparents because everybody's still alive. Cause I'm yeah. reading 17 year olds or 20 year olds mm-hmm. and, and I, they'll sit down and go, okay, here we go. We're going deep. Cause <laughs> this is going to be, everybody's going to be alive or nobody's alive. 
that's the, those are tough. Their parents are gone. Their grandparents are gone. And it's like, were they, were they all at a bus together and something happened right. here? Yeah. You know, so I get, I give it another second and it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. There's, there's the whole scenarios. And, and so that's what I do. I write everything down and I put them right in the middle and put their name down which is a great way for me because I've met so many people and I apologize. I don't remember their names. There's just, Oh, I'm the I'm oh the it's horrible. Oh. And, but now there's just so many people yeah. and you've done, you know, how yep. many people you meet in a year? There's people I still see repeatedly at conferences. Oh, and I feel horrible. I'm like, and they'll even hey. be on my Facebook, and I'm like, "Hey, you, you," <laughs> and I'm like desperately trying to hope someone says their name around me. Yeah, I'm just bad. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the worst. Well, that. yeah, Steve and I have that kind of thing too. If I walk up to somebody and I don't introduce him, he'll go, "Hey, I'm Steve," you know, and then they'll get the name, and it's like, "Oh, phew. yeah, okay, yeah." That only took, <laughs> That's a good tag team. That after. only took thirty yeah. years. Good to technique get, to get that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but. So I, I, I asked them, okay, so what's the name you want to give the universe? And I'm like, please be, you know, the name you really use and not Boo Boo Bear or something, you know, because it's yeah. like, hey, Boo Boo Bear is really nice to meet you. Yeah. Because I just don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, so I give them the notes and I think that's a nice thing. And they'll, you know, and then they'll get a hold of me. Oh, yeah. And, and then they have something to reference because within 10 minutes, I don't remember their reading. Right. Which tells me I channel more than I read. Yep, mm-hmm. because it goes away so fast. Um, well, I said you're still you know, out. You're, you're and they're processing information. Yeah, and yeah. they're emotional. Yeah, they're traffic. They're emotional. Wow. They're, I mean, probably the person getting the reading, they're emotional too while it's happening. And then when you're in that state, sometimes you're going to be like, when it's done, like, what just happened? What did you say? Oh my God, it was, what? And so it's nice to have that. I, I like that. Yeah, it is. Because then I can look down at that and gauge why they're melting or yeah. they're not and then go from there. Yeah. Why do we think that this is such a, I mean, these readings always tend to lean on the more emotional side of things. I guess I'm curious, are there people that come along that say, give me a reading? I'm just curious, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I don't want, I want to come at this with the the respect it deserves towards you too. Um, You know, are there people that just say, look, give me a reading and they're not emotional. They just take the information that you give them and they move on. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Two and three in a day. Really? Yeah, and and whether they go off and cry, whether they are not believers, yeah. But I gave them enough information that I should not know that they're blown away, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Thank you, thank you very much," mm-hmm. and they walk away. Some people just got a good poker face too. They just, you know, yeah, 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 and that's fine, and that's yeah. who they really are in life, mm-hmm. and so it's great because mm-hmm. it's who they are. If they were if they gave me something other than that then i'd be too busy reading them and not the people around them right thinking oh okay we've got something going on here you know <laughs> yeah but yeah it's wonderful it, yeah. They, they run the gamut and mm. i love to settle things out there's been a whole rash of young adults coming to me um the the opioids and the it's just a bad thing happening right now um with the heroin and the fentanyl and uh, it's unforgiving and it takes physically them. unforgiving my yeah. god and it takes them 
and it leaves these young people behind that tried to help them. And, and my message a lot of times is that it wasn't, and this is from their friend that's passed, it's, this wasn't your mission to save them, but it was amazing that you were my yeah. friend and I thank you because you held me in your heart and in your mind until the end. Um, home sucked, school sucked. It just was, you know, this was this was a fate, and it was a foregone conclusion for them. And uh, many of them um, are so old souls, and they needed this bit of massively heavy learning mm -hmm. to be done. And they're they're in and out like these stars that burn through the sky. Yeah. And that tears me up, and I, I take them home, and I can't help it. And it takes me a while to to set them free because they're babies. Well, I was going to say, there's they're this. They're babies, and they, were, they weren't taken care of. Yeah. Could we have stopped it by still taking care of them? No, because if it's your path, if it's your fate, yeah. it's your, it is meant to be. Um, but damn it, it's, you know. It, well, there's the same innocence with youth. It hurts for me, you know, too. There's this innocence with youth that they're, you know, I, I mentioned, we mentioned pets, and there's just that same innocence, I think, there, too. Yeah. Um, they're fearless. They're never going to die. They can't get hurt. Yeah. They're, you know, and in, and it's how you break an arm or a leg or as, as, a, as a kid. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I can get hurt, you know, and. I see a lot of They them. don't know. I see, you know, we mentioned social media. Uh, earlier something I noticed I mean just but you know the circles that I travel in not just the paranormal stuff but just the music scene stuff that I'm into and doing that and whatnot um, there's a lot of people that I guess that are on my Facebook thing I've noticed where and I see it like once a week and it's a bummer like you know these are young kids yeah. you know we all kind of listen to the same music so and that transcends age to me you know yep. uh, I'm a bit older than a lot of these people um, and um but I'm seeing a lot of that where I'm seeing a lot of like 20, you know, 20 somethings um, that are just dying. And I mean, it's so it's very easy to pick up on uh, when I see it because they'll be like, yeah, he just yeah, he's gone, man. He passed away. And I'm like, guy either OD'd or he committed suicide. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's something that wasn't pretty. You know, when something when it's an accident, it's pretty people just go, oh, my God, he got hit by a car. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's an accident. And but I, my my gift then for them is to bring these people back and and give them the message from their heart and it's it's yeah gives them some peace and mm -hmm. that's that i love to be able to do that for them and just say hey you know what this had nothing to do with you this was on them mm -hmm. let it go I mean, people, a lot of you people know, carry let yourself that. off the hook a lot of people carry that shit i carry that shit I talk about it all the time, how much guilt I carry. I, I know I am all the time. Um, and I think a lot of people, yeah, they put all this extra baggage on there. Well, if I would have done this, this would have happened. If I would have done this, this wouldn't have happened, whatever. Yeah, uh, they're always questioning their motives and what they could have done to keep this person from doing what they did. Maybe this was just what was bound to happen. Yeah. And you had no control. You most likely had no control over it anyway. Exactly. It's fate. It's the path. It's Man. just out there and it waits for you. Yeah. Just for you. Actually, we did like an hour and 45 minutes. Woohoo! All <laughs> oh right. God. Yeah. It goes so fast. It does, you guys. Now, Exie, where I, can everyone find your books? Amazon? Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, let's do this because we actually made it to the. We did. Fuck, Don't jinx it. 
<laughs> All right. So just we're all yes. lightly tapping on wood. Knock, 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 <laughs> so of course we're going to link everything up, but anyone listening yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. might not be clicking on links, like they can go to Amazon. Yeah. Um, can they go to your website and get autograph copies if they want them? Yes. Do you sell them like yes. that way too? Let them. Let me know, and then okay. I can ship them off. And then there's you know the shipping shows. I'll be at Little Traverse Bay in Petoskey. That's where you guys are. Yeah, both we'll be, be there we'll next both week. Be there. I'm yeah, so or this weekend. Uh, then and then that Sunday I have a, a gallery rating up there which is open to the public. Uh, there's a psychic holistic festival in Lapeer. That's October 20th. I'll have books and be doing readings. And then I'm going to be in the Mohe- at the Mohican Psychic and Paranormal Convention. That's in uh, Loudonville, Ohio. It's October 27th. This place looks insanely cool okay so yeah i'll do a gallery there there's dinner and investigation and it just looks fun vendors cool so thank you guys awesome yeah actually thank you for joining us again steve thanks for joining us again also steve (laughs) just a stoic he's the couch commander back there Couch commander stoic (laughs) no thanks again i I i'm really happy we were able to do this again um, and Me sit too. Down. You know, I enjoyed myself. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Absolutely, too. I did. Um, and Thank we, you. We really should do this again. Sweet. Not because we have. Yeah, no. Let's just do it again because yeah, yeah, it'll yeah, be awesome. It won't yeah. Be. yeah, it won't be because we lost the show. No. <laughs> Due to a thunderstorm, might I add. Oh, my gosh. It rained so hard. Dodging from your front porch to the car. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were soaked. It was crazy. Yeah. The funny thing about that night is I was so. And that's why I just it hurts still. It, yeah. I'll just say it hurts because I was so, I, I, we just all, I think we all just kind of got into a zone that night. We were just having yeah. a good time and I didn't even, I, I I didn't even think about, there was just nothing around me, but just the conversation. Yeah, it was great. Know? It was like we'd, we'd gone into the tent. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. It was so cool. Yeah. 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 It's like, Ooh, okay. Well, let's do it again. Um, yeah. We made it guys. Ghostly Toss. Oh, oh, oh. Then you remember Sabbath, so good.